The Chargers have seen their COVID issues worsen this week, but they're nowhere near as bad as the Houston Texans. I'm not even sure the Texans are going to be able to field a team this weekend. So needless to say, the Chargers should win handily this weekend. You are locked on Chargers, your daily podcast on the Los Angeles Chargers, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. What is up, and welcome into the Lockdown Chargers Podcast. I'm your host, Daniel Wade. Merry Christmas to everyone. We also have David Drogemeyer, my co host, here as well. We've been covering the Chargers for more than five seasons, doing our own Facebook Live show to start Chargers Domination Live. Now, this is our fourth season as the host of Lockdown Chargers Podcast, bringing you your D team every day all right guys well i've obviously been getting into the eggnog already but merry christmas we wanted to give you guys a show to listen to as everyone's traveling and running around on christmas eve everyone be safe but it's a very jolly time of the year because the chargers even with a lot of issues get the houston texans this week which is also the second bad team that they've played this year only right them and the giants are really the only bad teams david is going to the game so that's very exciting but if you guys don't want to miss the show, make sure to subscribe to the Locked on Chargers YouTube channel, which we just started and has done really well. Thank you guys for all of that so far. And follow for free on all platforms, wherever you get your podcast from. But we have a lot to get into today because we have to get into our keys for success. And I think for me, David, it's similar to the Giants game where it's like the Chargers have to just stay out of their own way. But there's definitely some places they can really exploit this week against whoever is out there for the Houston Texans. Then we'll get into our offensive keys for success. See if the Chargers can kind of fine-tune things going down the stretch in this game. I think there's some experimental things or just some things they should clean up before they head into some of the tougher games later in the year. Then we'll get into the laundry list of COVID names and the injury report, which has Derwin James on it. Not ideal for the Chargers at the end of the show before getting into our bold in-game predictions. But today's episode is brought to you by On Location, the official hospitality partner of the NFL, is the only place to score a once-in-a-lifetime Super Bowl ticket and experience package Visit onlocationexp.com slash SB56 for more information or search Super Bowl on location. All right, David. Well, defensively for the Chargers, they're missing some big names potentially. And that's the weird thing about this week is just we've heard about all these more lenient COVID policies and things like that. But we haven't seen anyone come off of the COVID list, right, for the Chargers now. And they're pretty thin at some positions. I mean, an edge rusher, Uchenin Wosu, is really the only guy. I mean, no Joey Bosa. We don't know about Chris Rump. We also have Kyler Fackrell on IR, Kenneth Murray, Jerry Tillery. Who are we going to see out there? Safety, Derwin James, we don't know about at this point. They're super thin at that position. So when you're looking at this team, obviously it's a lowly team with the Houston Texans. But what are your keys for success for the Chargers defense of the guys that are going to be out there? Yeah, I mean, the first key for success for me is getting pressure on Davis Mills and I mean, when you look at the stats for this guy, when he's under the under pressure, he's obviously a completely different quarterback. He's only completing 46.7% of his passes, including six interceptions over the middle of the football field as well. So those linebackers, uh, the safeties, they should definitely be looking over the middle. This guy doesn't really throw the ball with a lot of velocity as well. He does uh, tend to kind of float some balls. Um, try to you know get them over defenders so those defenders have to be ready and, and willing to take the football away and a good way to do that is to get pressure on the quarterback 
Yeah, and I think for this game specifically, it's finding creative ways to get pressure because you don't yeah, have sure. your normal artillery out there, right? So if you have Kenneth Murray and Uchen Wosu as your two edge defenders, I mean, it's going to be pretty easy for the Texans to know where to slide their protection, right? If they have any offensive linemen to protect Davis Mills back there. But, like, they know who the best guy is out there at all times. It's going to be Uchen Wosu. Also a big game for the interior defensive line, who is much more intact than the edge defenders, to get some push up the middle. Because especially young quarterbacks, nobody wants to not be able to step into a pocket. And that's when you start floating some throws, is when you don't have a clean pocket to step up into. So I think that is going to be huge. And I think it's also really, as far as you know, not shooting yourself in the foot, I think one way you can do that is just by stopping the run and cleaning up the tackling and bad angles. I mean, I think we saw last week what that did. The explosive plays that the Chiefs had came from missed tackles, came from bad angles. That's something that you can't have in this game in particular. And you just look back to last week for the Texans. Brandon Cooks was probably not going to play, so maybe this is a bad example. But one of the things that Davis Mills also loves to do is throw it short of the sticks on third downs, right? Third down and long. Yeah. They're going to throw it short of the sticks a lot. And you have a good chance to get tackles if you're just tackling in the open field. But if you don't, it could turn into a 43-yard wide receiver screen touchdown which is how they got one of their scores last week, David. So that's why tackling better angles and all those things stand out to me because the Texans will go three and out. I mean, going into the last game, going into last week, they were worst in the league as far as going three and out. 28.4% of their drives ended in a three and out, right? So it's about as bad as it gets. Yeah, and I would also look to uh, protect the boundaries as well because a lot of the times when they are getting the ball out quickly, they're trying to get it to the boundaries and get them out of bounds and get get those easy six six and seven yard passes to try to set up those third and short situations, which they're not in very often uh, right. from what I saw when I was watching them. Um, one thing, I mean, if if Brandon Cooks does play, you bracket him for sure because he's really their only offensive weapon. If we can be honest, he's. 119 targets, 80 receptions, 945 yards, and five touchdowns. And the next closest person to him is Nico Collins, a a rookie wide receiver, who had 44 targets, 25 catches, and 311 yards. So the disparity between the the weapons is is absolutely insane. So um, one guy I think I did identify as a guy you kind of have to worry about, especially in the red zone, is the tight end Brevin Jordan. I think – he is one of their red zone targets or red zone threats. So if the Texans get into a situation where they are, are in the red zone, more often than not, they're probably going to be looking for their tight end, Brevin Jordan. Yeah, and the Chargers have given up a fair amount of tight end touchdowns this year. I mean, they're one of the worst in the league as far as once you get in the red zone, stopping tight ends from getting into the end zone. So that is something for sure. And I think it's also, it's not a good running team, Mike. One of the only ways the Texans could really stay in this game, theoretically, you know, as we see it right now, is by being able to lean on the Chargers, limit the possessions for the offense, which is still mostly intact, and running the football five yards at a time, right? And just having long, consuming drives where you can't get off the field on these third and twos where they're just going to keep running the football. They've only eclipsed 100 rushing yards twice in this season, right? They've had eight games or they've had 75 yards or less. C- Cody told me something that was really interesting. Their, their leading rusher um, is a Mark guy Turner. that hasn't played in two months, <laughs> which is absolutely insane to me. I mean, they got a lot of guys that have touched the football, but not a lot of guys that have had any kind of success. Yeah, I mean, I think it's like 207 yards is their leading rusher this season. So, And then David Johnson is the next guy. I think he's at like 205, and he hasn't practiced all week with a quad injury. So 
there's no excuses. I mean, the Chargers have been much better against the run. There's no excuses to not be good against the run in this one. And going back to kind of what you were talking about before, I just think it's a big for the Chargers defense to maybe pick up some momentum with some turnovers. They will turn the ball over. And in their three wins they have this season, they've only turned the ball over one time in those combined three games. And two, two of those, those are against, are the, against Jaguars. the Jacksonville Jaguars. A hundred percent. And I mean, they have 20 turnovers this year, so it's not as if you can't turn them over. But that's just yeah. to say, I mean, in a game like this, especially in a shorthanded defense, one of the things that will help you out is by taking the football away. And with all the missing pieces for the Houston Texans, especially on that offensive line. And they'll give that- up sacks, too. I mean, they'll definitely give up sacks. Yeah. Davis Mills will hold on to the football a little bit too long when he just doesn't know where to go with the football, and he will definitely take some sacks. There's no question about that. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, the Chargers definitely could get in there. I mean, it's hard to say, I mean, with the lack of edge rushers that they have to say anything super confidently, sure. especially with, I mean, it's harder to blitz when you don't have the guys on the back end that you need. And I think we've seen that from the Chargers yeah. when you don't but have the But we've also seen the Chargers there. get really creative when Joey Bosa wasn't out there and, and really do a good job of bringing some pressure in some different ways. So I'm sure we're going to see some of that in this game as well. I mean, I think they have to. I think they have to yeah. be able to manufacture it. But, I mean, that's the thing, though, too, is you can get creative without blitzing as well. I mean, a lot of right, those, you sure. know, when Bosa did, they were checking out for the concussion that game. There were some blitzes, but a lot of it is just stunts and games and things they're doing with the four-man rush. But before we get into the next segment, though, I do think we have to shout out the Pro Bowlers for the Chargers because we didn't get to talk about it with the crossover event yesterday. So, first of all, Austin Eckward totally robbed. Not snubbed, 100%. not anything else. You know, credit to Brian Daylight there. Credit to uh, Rick on Facebook, Brian Rick, for saying that because he had said, like, he didn't get snubbed, he got robbed, and that was 100%. And he should have, I mean, second most touchdowns, second most all-purpose yards out of any running back. We talked about it that day. He has to make it. He definitely deserves it. He doesn't. But still, shout out to me, Justin Herbert, starting quarterback in the AFC, over Patrick Mahomes, over Lamar Jackson. How cool is that? Rashawn Slater, as a rookie, a Pro Bowl, or Keenan Allen, well-deserved Corey Lindsley as well Joey Bosa yeah exactly all All those guys I mean all very deserved and five starters right that's the other thing is having five five out of the six all uh pro bowlers are starting in this game or or they're not going to play at all because they'll be playing in the Super Bowl but I mean to get that kind of recognition to have six of your guys two of them on the offensive line especially looking at this offensive line from last year you would have there's no way you would have believed that they have two pro bowlers on this <laughs> offensive line. So you got to give credit for them. Um, and, you know, just like I said, really well represented. Uh, awesome. And Derwin James, too. I mean, yeah, being Derwin. able to come back and you're, you know, after almost missing two years to be a pro bowler, you know, remind everyone how good you are, Derwin. We see for it, sure. And let's, I mean, the pro bowl is a fan vote and the Chargers fans came through. So that Chris Broussard thing was nonsense, obviously, because the Chargers literally, Justin Herbert, he said he didn't get the fan vote as the guy was leading. The NFL and fan voting as far as quarterbacks. Blah, blah, blah. So that was funny. But I think it just also shows you how much respect other people in the league have as far as players and coaches because that's two-thirds of the votes. You're not getting it if you don't have the respect of other guys throughout the league. So as much as All-Pro is definitely the better representative of how good you're playing, Pro Bowl now, I mean, you still it's still something that's worth something, especially to these players. And it means something when you're getting that kind of respect from your peers. And I think, you know, especially the young guys would definitely tell you that, but we had to get into the Chargers offense who I think really, I mean, has to just avoid disasters, right? Just against like, like against the giants, you can't have the disaster plays. You can't have those things that are going to just kill you and keep the other team in it. And you also have a chance to you know, work on maybe some fourth down execution 
some red zone execution, some things you have to fine tune before you get ready for this stretch because it's all playoff games from here on out for the Chargers to make sure that they get in. So we're going to get into the offensive side of things coming up right after this. But first, I need to tell you guys about the best Christmas present that I got this year, and it's definitely my Built Bars. I got a package of Built Bars. They're my favorite protein bar, and I mean, one of the best things you can get for someone for the holidays, and I got mine. And one of the things I love about Built Bars is you're just getting the best of both worlds. It's so hard to find something that's healthy, but also tastes great, right? And fits on your diet while also tasting like a candy bar. That's just not something that happens very often. And Built Bar has you covered there because you can find something that's going to help you get through your day, right? I mean, I always eat one when I get home from work. Before I start the podcast prep, it just gets me out of my nappy mood that I have pretty much every day around four or five o'clock. I love Built Bars for that. And they're very filling as well. So, we can, you know, while you're out and about, I always try to take some with me. So I have them there. But the flavors are really what set them apart as well because there's so many great flavors to choose from. You can go cookies and cream or peanut butter brownie. Those are my two favorites. You can go double chocolate, cherry, mint brownie as well. There's going to be a flavor that you're going to love with Built Bar. And you're going to get something that's high in protein while being low in carbs and low in sugar as well. And right now, you guys can even save some money on Built Bars. If you go to Built.com, you can use the promo code LOCKED15 to get 15% off your order. That's promo code LOCKED15, all caps, one word, for 15% off at Built.com. I also need to tell you guys about the best daily fantasy going right now. And of course, I'm talking about Stat Hero because Stat Hero is a brand new way to play daily fantasy football. I mean, everyone has played some sort of that, and a lot of people are in fantasy football leagues right now. But if you're like me, two of your three teams are not in the playoffs right now. I know a lot of people probably just got bounced from the playoffs too. I'm sorry for your loss. I'm really sorry about that. But this is what makes Stat Hero so much different because with Stat Hero, you get to see the team that you're going up against. So before you get your budget, before you pick the guys that you want, you're going to know who you're going up against. Because a lot of times when I played other daily fantasy, I would end up with like six of the same players, right? Is the other person I'm going up against. So it's like I was really relying on like three dudes to go try to win me my game that week, right? And it was my three dudes versus him. That's different here because you're going up against the house. And this is the only place you're going to find something like that. This week, the special is you have to find a trio of wide receivers that can beat out T. Higgins, C.D. Lamb, and Keenan Allen. If you can do that, you can take that house money, make some money at Stat Hero. I mean, I definitely am going to put my hand to throw my hat in the ring for sure. But that's just what I love about Stat Hero. It's just a different way to play daily fantasy. With Stat Hero, you are in control of the stakes. You decide how much you're going to play for. And Stat Hero has no choice but to take it because they're daring you to beat them. And right now, you guys can sign up for free at stathero.com slash lockdown and use the promo code locked on for a 100% deposit match. That's a house money to play with. That's stathero.com slash locked on with the promo code locked on for a 100% match. Stathero.com slash locked on. Promo code locked on. Terms and conditions apply. All right, David, well, it's time to get into the offensive keys here. And like I said before, I think it is a lot about the Chargers just staying out of their own way. So when you're looking at this one, where would you go as far as what you want to see from the Chargers offense this week? Yeah, I mean, you're definitely right about that for sure. But uh, I think one one thing we saw against the Chiefs on Thursday night was the Chargers really controlled the line of scrimmage by yes. running the football. And both running sides. the football very effectively. Uh, definitely both sides for sure, but – they imposed their will against the Kansas City Chiefs defensive line. They ran the ball at will, and it didn't really matter who was running the football. They were getting big, large chunks. Well, guess what? You're going up against the worst run defense in the NFL and the Houston Texans. Yeah, that used to be the Chargers, but 
It isn't anymore. <laughs> Fourth worst now. <laughs> Fourth worst, baby. Uh, but the Texans are giving up 145 rushing yards per game and almost 180 rushing yards per game in their last three games. So <laughs> I expect to see Justin Jackson getting the lion's share of the carries. He coming off of one of his best games of his career, not let alone this season, but one of the best games of his career by my standards. So I want to see him get the football a lot. Uh, also give some carries to Josh McKelly, just hopefully not in the red zone. Uh, but uh, yeah, I want to see the, the Chargers really control the tempo of this game, run the football a lot. I think they're going to be up. Uh, I really believe that. Uh, obviously, there's just nothing about this Texans team that scares me. So I think there's going to be a lot of opportunities to run some clock and get some big chunks in the running game. Well, the other thing too, David, is the dynamic duo is back on the left side. You have Rashawn Slater and Matt Filer, easily your two best run blockers so yes, far sir. this year. And the number one place where the Chargers have had success running the football, right? Going yep. behind that left side. But I mean, what a showcase event for these dudes, right? I mean, whether it's Larry Roundtree who probably gets activated for this one, Josh Kelly, who at least has looked a little bit better running the football, even though he couldn't yeah. hold onto it and tried to leap from the three-yard line. One of the dumbest decisions I've seen <sighs> in the red God. zone. But, I mean, that's another thing for me, though, is just the Chargers cleaning things up in the red zone. I mean, I think when you look at the yes. difference last week, it's how you executed in the red zone, how you executed on fourth down. And that's what I think has to be better for the Chargers this week. Because let's not forget, I mean, three trips inside the opponent's yard line where you came away with zero points. That's terrible, right? That's something you can clean up against Can't the Texans and, and a way for you to put the Texans away, right? And not let a yeah. team like this really try to hang with you, right? So if you can clean that up two out of the five and fourth down last week, you probably are going to see a fourth down attempt. I would say with Brandon Staley is a pretty safe bet. Better execution on those downs, right? And obviously in the red zone, that's just always been a thing. They've been a lot better at scoring touchdowns in the red zone. They still scored a lot of red zone touchdowns last week, but obviously left a lot on the table as well. And also catch the football is always a, a nice thing to do in the red zone as well. Could, you know, save you some points, I'd say. Uh, or make you some points, right? I yeah. mean, catch catch the damn ball. Uh, but yeah, I mean, that's obviously was on my list as well. Uh, just when you get into the red zone, score touchdowns. You got to execute against this team. I mean, this, there's going to be a lot of opportunities to do that in this game for sure. Um, when you have your full complement of weapons too, Dave, and that's the important thing to remember about this game. I mean, you're missing Jalen Guyton probably, right? Right. But for yeah. the Chargers offense, you have most of your offensive line minus Corey Lindsley. Pretty much your entire receiving core, your entire tight end group. There's no reason the Chargers shouldn't put up 30. Like right, and and the and my next thing was throw the ball at will. I mean, <laughs> it's really it's really as simple as that. I mean, I I, I really I don't want to be disrespectful, but the Chargers can get whatever they want through the air. I mean, they can attack anybody. It doesn't matter. Uh, get get the ball to Keenan Allen. Get get the ball to Mike Williams early on. Get their confidence rolling. And, and really go out there and put some big stats up because I think there's going to be a lot of opportunities to do that with, you know, these two premium wide receivers and, and really nobody on that defensive side that's capable of covering those guys one-on-one -on -one from a snap-to-snap -snap basis. So I think the Chargers are going to have a lot of fun in this game. I think there's going to be a lot of passing yards through the air, and there's going to be a lot of opportunities for all of these wide receivers to catch some footballs. Yeah, I mean, for sure. Their leader in interceptions got put on the COVID list as well as one of the 21 players, right? So that's something that they're going to, you know, really struggle, I think, to contain from the Chargers offense. And it's a defense, I mean, that going into it without all of the issues. I mean, they've had some COVID issues, but obviously nothing like it is this week. But they were already the 23rd worst team as far as stopping explosive passing plays. They're the 31st in explosive run plays allowed. So, I mean, that... 
Big plays. Find the big plays in this one. That's one thing, obviously, we always want to see from the Chargers offense. But it's, like I said, I mean, they're all playoff games. This is a chance. They shouldn't overlook the Texans, right? Both teams are missing a lot of players. Right. They're missing half of their team. How, you know, 40% of their roster right now, obviously. But when you're going up against a team like this, the one thing you want to see them do is, you know, fix some of the things, fine-tune some of those things that they're going to need down the stretch. And, you know, like I said, another way to put a team like this away. Because if you're getting explosive plays, if you're running the football well, if all those things are going right against a team that's not very good in general when they are healthy, you're going to obviously win this game easily, right, if you take care of that business. And like I said, no disaster plays, right? The Texans did yeah. take a kickoff back for a touchdown last week. They you can't did. have any blocked punts this week, right? That's how you let bad teams hang with you. That's the only way I see the Texans hanging with the Chargers this week if things like this happen. Red zone fumbles, right? A fumble yeah. picked up in return for a touchdown, a pick six. Like, those are the only things I think for the Chargers going up against this team that could really give them any trouble. And it'll be them, you know, with self-inflicted wounds. I'm for, you know, yeah. that would be the only way I think that the Texans can hold with, you know, hang with the Chargers at all. But there's a lot of players on the COVID list that we haven't talked about. And, yes, there you is. know, a big name for the Chargers on the injury report, too. And I think it'll be a fun day of bold predictions as well. So we're going to get into our game and bold predictions as well as all the names on the COVID list and the injury report with the Chargers and the Texans coming up right after this. But first, I need to tell you guys about the official betting sponsor of the Lockdown Chargers podcast, and I'm talking about betonline.ag. BetOnline has you guys covered this holiday season with more props, odds, and lines than ever before as football continues its march towards the College Bowls and the Pro Football Playoffs. BetOnline remains your number one spot for all sports action this season, and bowl season is the best time to be betting on any kind of bowl or any kind of college football, I should say. Plus, we have games all the time. Like We have Christmas Day games you know, in the NFL, which almost never happens. We got a loaded slate. On Sunday, after you know everyone's done running around for the holidays, you're going to have a full day of football, and BetOnline is the number one place to send all of your sports action, especially for the bad games more than anything, because nothing makes a game more interesting than by having a little bit of action on it. And if you guys head to the website or use our mobile device to sign up today, you guys can receive a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit with the promo code LOCKDOWN. That's promo code LOCKDOWN, all caps, one word for a 50% welcome deposit when you guys go to betonline.ag, that's house money to play with. When you can win money with somebody else's money, it feels even better. And whether it's basketball, football, NHL, boxing, or UFC, right to your favorite Vegas casino games, don't wait to take advantage of all the amazing offers they have for the 2021 season. Bet online where the game starts. All right, David. Well, thank you guys for making us your first listen and Merry Christmas again. But we do have one more segment to get into because. This game is weird, David. I mean, this is the hardest that we've seen the Chargers hit by COVID this year, yeah. and, and the Texans are lapping them. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. The yeah. Texans are doubling them up. And I, I don't, honestly don't mean to laugh about this, but like it's no, just it's ugly. crazy how out of control this has gotten. Like, how do the Texans feel the team right now? I mean, at least yeah, 21 players question. on the COVID list. I mean, there's 22 starters, right? Not all these guys are starters, but that just, I think, shows you – how crazy this is, how many players the Texans are missing. And like when the Chargers have Austin Eckler, Joey Bosa, and Corey Lindsley on the COVID list, and they're not the team in the worst shape going into a game, that is telling you something there, David, because that those are three huge names. But I do want to, with the Chargers, obviously, a ton of guys on the list. Tristan Viscaino is the latest on the practice squad, and that obviously doesn't matter too much as far as what's going to happen on Sunday. And let you know, it'd be a bigger deal if you know Dustin Hopkins, then you have to bring up Tristan Visca, you know, 
then it's a different conversation. But Joey Bosa, Keeman Hall ruled out already, right? Then you add in Trey Marshall, who's your third string safety, and Derwin James has not practiced at all this week. Joe Gaziano, your phenom special teams player for the Chargers, Andre Roberts, Chris Rump, Tavon Campbell, Chase Daniel, Jalen Guyton, Corey Lindsley, Austin Eckler, Joey Bosa, I already said. So those are huge names. If you can have one of those guys, though, back for this game, David, but some big names on that list, who would you pick? Yeah, I mean, I think it's really tempting to to say Joey Bosa, right, just to you know see how impactful he's been and all the strip sacks and just the incredible year that he's had. Um, you know, getting the ball back. But I think for me, it, it's Corey Lindsley. It's really, really important what he's been, what he's meant to this Chargers team this year. Um, you know, being able to really take some of that protection stuff away from Justin Herbert, be able to kind of identify what the defense is in and get Absolutely. as much information as possible to his fellow offensive linemen and, you know, the rest of the, the players on the offense. Uh, and he's just played at an incredible level. I mean, he's he's going to be a Pro Bowler this year. He very well could be an All-Pro again. Um, he's he's just been absolutely phenomenal this year. So, um, I mean, it's it's really hard to quantify how important he's been to this Chargers offensive line, but um, I think he's the main reasons why there's been such an incredible turnaround. Yeah, and I think for me, I mean, it would be the same answer, and we talked about this before a show. I was like, you know, it's crazy that with Joey Bosa on the list that you'd pick, you know, Corey Lindsay, Austin Eckler, yeah. right? I mean, I think with Austin Eckler, yeah. it's okay for him to get another week for that ankle. Well, right? yeah, he's Especially got the ankle. The yeah. Exactly. Yeah. So, like, with that one, that was easy. But Joey Bosa, <laughs> you know, probably, you know, if he's not your best, you know, he's 1A, 1B best defensive players with Derwin oh, yeah. James. I mean, there, yeah. there's no other way around it. But Corey Lindsay no almost just makes your offense whole. Yes, you're missing at running back, and nobody can replace Austin Eckler, but, like, that Chargers passing attack with a fully intact offensive line and the only receiver you're missing is Jalen Guyton with your full complement of tight ends. Like that should be able to put up 30 against anybody and and 50 against the Texans, right? So like that would just make it complete. And you know that in a game like this where everything's already weird that you're protecting Justin Herbert, which is obviously the most important thing at all times anyways. But let's look at the Texans side of things here. Well, and also, you know, Chargers side of things. Derwin James did not practice all week, right? And it's weird just because they said he didn't make it worse at all in the game, but he was a game-time decision. Maybe they're feeling like he's a game-time decision this week, too. Obviously, I don't think he's going to play after not practicing all week. I don't want to see him play, I'm going to be honest. I mean, yeah, you really I really need that. him healthy for the Broncos and for the Raiders to end the season. because David, you looking know, straight past the Texans. Yeah, and I know I shouldn't, but Derwin sure. James, it, he needs to be healthy. And if, if he needs to sit this week and sit this game – for him to feel as close to 100% against the Broncos and the Raiders games that you know are going to be tougher than this one, uh, I mean, I think that's really the most important thing. Yeah, I mean, obviously, I, the thing is, is like, there's no team that you can ever take lightly. You can sure. never afford to sit healthy players against any NFL team. I mean, that's always just been my philosophy. Obviously, yeah. Yeah. if there's a game... Like, if you're choosing, okay, he has to miss a game, what game? This would be a great game. We said the same thing with Keenan Allen against the Giants, right? It's like, yeah, yeah, if there was a game, this would be a great game for him to miss. But, like, you cannot sit healthy players at all. So, yeah. like, obviously, if he was healthy, I'd say you play him. If it's borderline at all, you obviously sit him. And that there's no question about that part of it. But it's obviously a huge absence because now you have Alohi Gilman who looks like he's going to be coming back. That's good news. Asante Samuel Jr. looks like he could be coming back. That's Thank great God. news, right? Yes. That makes you feel better about it. But – the safety position, David, Trey Marshall is your third string guy. He's on the COVID list. Yeah. Alohi Gilman's your backup. Now he's starting. Nazir Adderley is your starter on the other side. So you have two guys 
two of your top three safeties, let's say, out there. Yeah. Who the hell is behind them, right? Mark Webb's on injured reserve. You don't have mm-hmm. him as an option. There, I mean, it's Ben DeLuca. Like, they just don't have back there. I mean, Keeman Hall is a guy that's, you know, has some flexibility who you can put back there. He's on the COVID yeah. list as well. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. So, and that's the thing is, the other thing about this whole COVID list thing is just like, there's a chance we see some guys activated, you know, on Christmas Eve, on Friday, on Christmas yeah. Eve, on Saturday. For like, both teams. For both teams, for sure. Especially, yeah. you know, the guys early in the week, the Corey Lindsley, that first wave, you're hoping to get some of those guys back, but it's just impossible to say. Like, literally, it's impossible to say because the Chargers yeah. still have not had a player test positive and playing a game the next week. Pretty much all these guys are, I mean, all of them are positive except for Keeman Hall and Joey Bosa. So, that's what's going to get tested this week. And even there's no excuses though. Chargers should still win this game because the Texans are a bad team. And also because the Texans have 21 players on the COVID list, including probably their best player, Brandon Cooks. Yeah, it's bad. I mean, the, the, the Texans, I mean, everywhere you look, their offensive line, four of their starters are out. Their defensive line, four of their starters are out. I mean, the, their secondary, it's ravaged. I mean, everywhere you look, there are deficiencies because of COVID for the Texans. And I, I mean, I thought this was game, this game might've been in jeopardy, but it seems like the NFL is like, nah, I don't care. You guys are going to go out there and play. There's still a couple of days. Like it could get worse. (laughs) It could get worse. Yeah. Uh, It's just wild. But yeah, I mean, it's crazy. Three linebackers, including all your starting linebackers, seven defensive linemen. Like you're talking about starters. Like, who are you playing at that point? Yeah. Seven defensive linemen? You're taking seven players away from any like the Chargers have seven defensive linemen. That would be literally all of their defensive linemen. You know what I mean? So like that's crazy. Four offensive linemen, 80% of your starting offensive line is out with a rookie quarterback who's a third round pick who's, you know, looked decent. And that's the thing too, is Davis Mills, it's not against him. In the last couple of games he's looked okay. You know what I mean? Like He's not anything special or anything like that. But, like, if you give any team open throwing windows, like I said with Mike Glennon, you know, down to that game, anybody can make certain throws uh, if you leave it open enough. But, my God, I just don't – I don't even know how this looks, like, once it gets out there on Sunday. Like, I can't even give you, like, we're going through keys for success and mine were more off, you know, Chargers related because it's like, yeah, I can't tell you about the, you know, the Texans' fifth-string linebacker. I don't know. They're sixth-string yeah. defensive linemen. I don't even They're, think they know. Their third-string, you know, I can tell you about Cole Toner, you know what I mean? But, like, <laughs> yeah. he's, like, their third-string right guard. But, like, I don't know these dudes, you know what I mean? So that's why it's, like, I'm not going to be fake about it. Like, who know? I don't even know if they know how they should feel about some that's of the guys. That's what I'm saying. They don't even They're, know. Exactly. <laughs> like, I mean <laughs> – God bless Cody Davis, right, for yes. doing what he has to do with this team. But oh, it, it's man. it's crazy, David. And, yeah, so the Chargers, injury-wise, look like they're going to be missing Donald Parham. No surprise there, you know. Yeah. Whenever he comes back, he comes back. They didn't put him TV. on injured reserve. Yeah, I mean, so, like, there's a chance he comes back before the end of the season. Such a scary injury. Take your time. Um, sure. But, David, I think there's some fun bold predictions that can be made for this game. So where are you going with this one? Yeah, I mean, mine is going to be fun, and I think Charger fans are going to love it, but uh, I really see it as a a very real possibility. It's that Justin Herbert's going to have four touchdowns in the first (laughs) half. I I can't. No, I mean, I'm not going to put that past him. You know, like, I, I, I think the four touchdowns is an important part of it because the one thing I could see is the Chargers kind of like what you've seen in like the Giants game where they stop throwing it you know especially yeah. when things get way out of hand and they're running the ball more so like I think 
touchdowns wise is a smarter pick on that one than yardage because like i think he had he was on pace for like 410 yards in the first half of that giants game and he ended up with like 270 something they didn't need it you know what i mean they didn't need it at all really in the second half and then chase daniel was in there eventually hey it's gonna be easton stick easton stick backup quarterback this week i just thought about but i like that one i'm gonna say that the chargers ragtag group of running backs is going to go for 180 rushing yards and two touchdowns in this one and that's without Austin Eckler which would be very impressive and I think would give the charge a lot more confidence in the stable outside of Eckler right so I think that's great and I think it's something that's definitely attainable by this team and I also have another bull prediction but I'm gonna save that for the game prediction so David all right we all have a chance to look really stupid Right now, if the Chargers don't take care of business this weekend, what are you going to say for this one? Yeah, I mean, I, I think there's no chance that the Texans can win this game. I like, swear, if the Chargers do this healthy, to us. Ugh. Yeah, even fully healthy, I don't think they have a chance. And the, the Chargers, obviously both teams are dealing with COVID, but the Chargers are clearly the healthier team and overwhelmingly the more talented team. So uh, I think it's going to be 38-7 to seven Chargers. 38-7. to seven. Yeah. Damn. I mean, yeah. don't do it, Chargers. Don't do anything stupid. Like, <laughs> we're going to both say outrageous things right now and, like, just go take care of business. Your offense is intact. There's no reason yeah. the Chargers offense shouldn't, you know, maybe you give up a couple loose touchdowns, but that's not part of my prediction this week because I'm going to say bull prediction, game prediction, combo doggy here. I'm going to say the Chargers in a bull prediction, shut out the Houston Texans. I have them winning this week 31-0. to A defense that we know is flawed, a defense that we know is banged up. I'm going to say they uh, put a goose egg on the Houston Texans this week and and, have a lot of things to build off going into the playoff run that they're trying to go for down the stretch of this season, right? Because it all is a playoff run at this point. You have to win, win out. And then, you know, you make the playoffs. And that's, you can't worry about, if you're worrying about other teams, you're not doing something right because you have your destiny in your hands. You cannot lose this game. Trap game, letdown game, you know, whatever. You can't lose this game to this team. They beat the Jaguars last week with a healthy team and a, you know, team coming off of losing their coach 13 games into his NFL coaching career. They shouldn't be beating anyone else besides that. And that's why two of their three wins have come from, you know, against the Jaguars. And, they have some lopsided blowouts, you know, on their resume so oh, yeah. already this year. So Chargers with the dudes that they have. I mean, yeah, there's a great chance they don't shut them out. That's why it's a bold prediction. I mean, there's a great chance they get, you know, 13 points and win 34 to 13 or something. I'm going to say 31 to 0. Chargers with a statement win. No, you can't be a statement win over a, a, a Texans team minus 20 players. So Chargers <laughs> need to absolutely take care of business. They need to give us some victory brisket. They need to give us a victory Monday show. And most importantly, they have to give us the best Christmas present in all, and that's the Chargers not playing down to the level of their competition. You better not, especially since I bought field-level tickets to this game, you better show up. Yeah, I'm just like, I mean, I'm not even saying anything. The Chargers have to win this. Like, I was just saying, like, obviously, like, you know, who knows what teams are going to be playing when these two teams match up. We're doing this on Thursday night. You had to make it to Sunday. So the most important thing is no more names popping up on the please, COVID list for the Chargers because David has to watch Easton stick play this weekend, and it's not because the Chargers are up 31-0. to zero. Uh, He might never go to a Chargers game again, but 
saying all we want for Christmas is a Chargers win, you know, move to nine and six on the season, keep pace in the AFC and have a chance to, you know, win out the rest of the year and make it into the playoffs and see what happens. Right. Because that's what it is. Make it to the playoffs. Get your ticket to the dance. Exactly. What happens. So Chargers take care of business this week and we will have a fun show for you guys on Monday to make sure you don't miss it. Make sure to go subscribe to the Locked on Chargers YouTube channel and follow the show wherever you get your podcast from, whether that's Spotify, Google Podcasts, the TuneIn app, the new Odyssey app, or wherever you get your podcast from and rate and review if you like the show as well. We also post the show to all of our social media so you can find the show on our Twitter at LockedOnLAC and our new Instagram page at LockedOnChargers as well as our LockedOnChargers Facebook page. You can find me on Twitter at DanTalkSports. I say some stupid stuff on there sometimes. Find David Drogmeyer on Twitter at DroTalkSD. He says even dumber stuff than me. Oh, yes. And you can also, you know, make sure that you interact and stuff with us on there. We appreciate it. And get your reactions to the game on our voicemail line at 323-524-7924. But... Hopefully the Chargers can give everyone the Christmas present that they most desperately want. And hopefully you all get great Chargers gear and all the Chargers things that you want for Christmas, most importantly. So Merry Christmas to everybody. We had fun being here with you guys on this show, and we'll be back with you guys on Monday. But until then, take it easy and go Bolts.